Okay, and I don't, I forgot to put down the, I gave it to her, but I didn't get put one on mine. Well, you'll have to figure out your own nugget this morning. <clears throat> Amen, glory to God. Things are happening. Wonderful things. See, it's sunny outside today. Even if it was cloudy, it'd be sunny above the clouds. Amen? So we don't have to be despaired or sorrowful or sad. We need to be happy. Amen? Glory to God. So, Father, we praise you. We just give thanks, Lord, as we look to your word. We're thanking, Lord, that we come alive, Father God, to this word, Father God. And, Father God, it will be placed in our heart, Father God. Thereby, Father God, as we meditate upon it, Father God, it will bring great success to us. In Jesus' name. And everyone agreed, said, amen. amen. Uh, a few years ago, there was an advertisement that said, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Remember hearing that? Oh, some of us, you know, you're not that old, so. <laughs> so, um, it was speaking about education, okay, and how a person should take advantage of the education that is given to our young people. And um, some of us that are a little bit older, we can take advantage of it also. You know, you've got online classes now. You can just run with, with it. Amen? Um, so we need to take that advantage to benefit ourselves. Uh, a mind is a terrible thing to waste, so we need to take advantage of it. That's why it's this morning's uh, message is take over. Take over. Uh, the statement is true, especially for Christians. If we don't renew our mind, our minds will remain in a wasteland uh, that's controlled by the devil who would want to bring confusion to your mind. Uh, to be a successful Christian means that uh, we need to take the necessary steps to educate our minds through God's word. Because it's God's word that's going to put us over. Amen? So uh, let's look at a familiar scripture. Let's go to the book of Romans. That's the book of Romans. And we want to go to Romans chapter 12. That's Romans chapter 12. Glory to God. Familiar scripture that we've looked at uh, numerous times. But let's look at it in this context. Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I'm going to read that from the Amplified. That's verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted into its external, superficial customs, but be transformed, changed by the entire renewing of your mind, by its new ideas and its new attitude. Wow, that's heavy. So that you may prove that you're uh, for yourselves what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In everything which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. So we need to come alive to God's word. Amen. Um, why is this so? Let's go to Psalms, the book of Psalms in chapter 1. I'm going to have you running through the, your Bible again this morning. In Psalms chapter 1. Um, we, we have verses 1 through 3. Uh, there's things to avoid and there's things to produce. So in Psalms 1, verse 1, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So there's something that we have to avoid. Nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, or the word of the Lord. And his word does he meditate day and night. Well, that's pretty good. 
And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither and whatsoever he doth shall not prosper. Pardon me, he shall prosper. Boy. Okay. So, till you laugh there, I didn't know what I said. I'm glad you're following. Okay. Uh, from the Amplified, I'm just going to read the, uh, again. Uh, verse, beginning with verse 1. Happy, blessed, happy, and fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of ungodly, follows their advice and their plans and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive and in the path of where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. Boy, there, there's a whole sermon right there. It's already got started. Okay. Verse 2. But the, his delight and desire are in the law or the word of, uh, of the Lord and his word, the precepts and instructions and teaching of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, studies by day and night. Verse 3. And he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tendered by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf shall not fade nor wither. And everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Glory to God. So we, need, we saw some things to avoid and some things that we need to produce in our lives. And uh, we need to produce some good fruit in our life. Uh, let's go to, since we're in the Old Testament, back up all the way back to the book of Joshua. If you're reading the Bible uh, through the year this year, uh, you'll be coming across the book of Joshua at some time, close in the present. Amen. In Joshua chapter 1, look at verse 8. This is what the, uh, the word tells Joshua to do. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. From the Amplified, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. So apparently the word is going to do something for us. But the word just can't sit on the coffee table. Uh, you just, just can't read it. It's good to read it because faith cometh by hearing, but until you apply it, meditate and apply it and find out what it's, it says to do, it's not going to do us any good. So we need to learn how to apply the word. Amen? And let's go all the way back to the uh, forward, I should say. Go forward to the back of your Bible right after Peter... James, we find the book of John. That's John. And we want to find 3 John. Uh, again, it's a scripture that we've... Uh, that's 3 John. Looking at verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Again, from the Amplified. Beloved, I pray that you prosper in every way, that your body may keep well, even as I know your soul keeps well and prospers. So where does all of this good stuff begin? I mean, what you put in your mind prospers. It has to be God's word that's going to bring the prosperity or the good things into your life. It's not just reading it. Which is good, because you find out where you have to make the changes, and then as you make the changes, you begin to prosper, because the word tells you, as we hear his word, as we do his word, things will prosper in our lives. And this is where, I hate to say it, most Christians have read the word, and they can quote the word, but they're not doing the word. We need to do the word. Amen. Not just, know, okay, I read it, and... I understand it, but we need to do the word in order for it to bring the prosperity or the health 
the strength into our lives. Amen. Okay. Um, since we're in that neighborhood, back up a few chapter, or chapters or books, I should say, and find the book of John, uh, James. Book of James chapter 4 this time. That's James chapter 4. And we want to look at verse 7. James 4, verse 7. Submit, therefore, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Amplified says, so be subject to God. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. In other words, to submit ourselves to God, we need to be like-minded with God. How can two agree unless they walk together? So we, that means God is asking us, if we want, want to be successful, we need to walk with him and his precepts that he's given us. But so to submit to God means that we become like-minded as God. That's why he says, I give you the mind of Christ. And we all have that. All those that are born again have that mind of Christ. Now we just have to, again, we need to apply what the Word tells us, how to apply it to be successful. Amen? Amen? So it's time to take over. Don't let the enemy hold you back and stomp on you. And then it, verse, continue in verse uh, uh, 7. It says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. He will flee from you. Glory to God. That sounds good to me. The word flee from the Webster's Dictionary means to run in haste. To run in haste. Here's the devil going to run from you in haste. He's not going to linger around. Just like that song said, devil, the blood is against you. Get out of here. You have to know your, your, your word. Know what it's speaking to you. Then you can change the situation and circumstances in your life. You know, too, like I said, too many Christians read the word, but then some of them reject it. I can't believe that, they say. So they've taken part of God's armor, part of God's uh, protection away from themselves. Okay? Okay. To run in haste. The enemy not only will run, but he runs in haste. He won't stick around. <laughs> wow, glory to God. Um, so what's our problem? Why does he st still continue to bug us? Because we're not resisting him. How do we resist him? Well, let's uh, back up another couple of books and find the book of Ephesians chapter 6. That's Ephesians chapter 6. How do we resist the devil? We stand there and Take it? No, we do, we do something better. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Glory to God. The power of his might. God does not lack anything. God has no limits. And he resides within us. The Holy Spirit resides within us. We need to call upon his ability within us to hold back the tide, to resist the devil. You recall when Jesus, just before he started his ministry, he went out into the desert places and he fasted for 40 days and the devil came to him after those 40 days to tempt him and Jesus Tore him apart the word, the word, the word. It was always the word that was spoken that brought Jesus to victory. We have the same ability to defeat the enemy if we will speak the word. But you have to know the word. We need to read God's word, understand what it says, and don't listen to what other people's experiences are or what people think is going on. You have to read the word. Because it says it will give you good health and success. Amen. And uh, as we found out uh, last week, there are covenant blessings. 
When you take one of God's promises, that is, you know, there's over seven, they, somebody figured out or looked through the Bible, there are over seven, over 7,000 promises. 7,000 promises. And how many do you know? Well, I'll put my same as boat. I can't even get $100. Well, I'll bring it even down. We need to know what God's word says. Because if he has 7,000 covenant promises that he'll not break, he will lift you up. It's time that we take over our minds. Put the devil where he belongs, under our feet. Dance. And if you're dancing, you're just stomping all over the devil. And I'm not talking about a waltz either. I'm talking about a dance. You stomp on his head. And there's nothing, nothing. You know, in, in the book of Joshua, when the enemy, when they defeated the enemy, they didn't let that enemy go. They took their foot and put it on the devil or the enemy's neck. Why? Because the enemy will flee and come back. But if you put your foot on the dev devil's neck, you have conquered him and then you can slay him. Slay his words that's coming against you. Wow. Are you ready to step out and take over? I mean, you know. Glory to God. Colossians, you know, I like, you're going to have a lot of scripture this morning. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Found out he's given us his power and his might. Now in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 13 from the Amplified. The Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of, the out of the control and dominion of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of his Son of his love. Man, that's pulling you out of the, the, out of the mud. Out of total darkness. You remember when, when the prodigal son... You know, he got everything. He says, Dad, you know, you know, I believe everything you say, but uh, I want my inheritance and I want to go my way. And the father says, well, are you sure? And the son says, yeah, I'm sure. I'm 21. I'm a man. I'm going to go out for myself and do things and of course, he went out and did things. It said he squandered everything that the Father had given him. How many Christians have squandered, how many of us have squandered things? We let the promises of God go by. 7,000, over 7,000 promises we've let go by. And there are covenant blessings that, that as we follow the word, we can receive. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Who has delivered from the power of darkness and has translated us into his uh, kingdom of his dear son. Oh, wow. Look at that. You have your marker out. Look at verse 13. Verse 13 again. Who, what? No. Who, what? Who? Let's read it. Who? He hath. Who hath? It's past tense. It's, it's over with. It's completed. The job's completed. God said, who hath delivered. That means the job's completed. He's not going out there. Oh, come on. I've got to pull you out now. Come on. No, he's already did it. It's us that's kind of slipping back into the mud hole. He says, get out of there. Quit running back to the, to the old self. 
I want you to go back uh, a few years before you got born again. How was it? Oh, I was having a good time. I was in my season. But it was all corrupt. No good. I mean, we can always say, you know, uh, happy days, you know, the good old days. They weren't that good. You know, before then, it, it just kept on escalating and spiraling down. But when I found out, he hath delivered me. Hath, it's already done. I've been up. I've, hey, the devil's ha had been, has us looking at a TV set with your past. All the bad things. Oh, look at you, look at you. And you go to God's TV and he says, hey, there's nothing wrong with you. Look at that. You're, you're bright and shiny. And you are perfect before me. I've delivered you. But we keep on looking in the other mirror. Oh, the other, other. I think some of us look, at, look in the mirror all the time. Yeah, there's. You're, we're looking, you're looking in the wrong mirror. God sees you as someone wonderful and beautiful. Someone who, who he's given you the ability to take over. To do right. To be blessed with covenant blessings. To go out and do great and mighty things. That's what he's called each and every one of us to do. And, you know, I agree. Until we find out certain things, how God's word tells us we still walk in those old things. I still love walking into a donut shop. I know I can't have that many donuts anymore. You know, you know, it might be something else for somebody else. You know, I got a sweet, sweet tooth for donuts. Go in there and, you know, oh, give me one. No, make it two. Three dozen. That's how it goes. I mean, it just multiplies. Get home and open the mountain bottle or carton, sit down and one setting, all three dozen is gone. I tell you, that's... <laughs> you know what, what happens after, after I consumed all that? Ooh, what did I eat that for? I mean, I, it's, it just, it, it, it's upsetting to my stomach. So I, I learned a lesson. I'll only get two dozen next time. <laughs> but, the, you know, that's the situation. We fall back. And God says, you don't have to fall back because I've got something better for you. I'll give you spinach. <laughs> now, he's going to give us something great. Something that, that's not going to upset us, but up, uplift us. Nothing that's going to consume us the other direction, but lift us up into a, a better perspective of ourselves, and we can help others. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Who has delivered us. It's already done. We've been delivered by the power, from the power of the enemy. The change that held us in bondage, are broken. And too many of us, look, oh, look at that chain. It's, it, I've been on that ball and chain for all my life. And, ah, I just can't, I can't break loose. It's gone. It's loose. They're just laying there. But the guy that's supposed to be below our feet is talking in our ear and saying, you know, um, as soon as you take a step, that it, you, your, your ankle has a magnetic call to that ball and chain, and it's not, you're not going to break loose of it. And we listen to that. How many, 
I like Western movies sometimes. And in a movie that was made back in the 60s, it was called Support Your Local Sheriff or Gunfighter. I can't remember which one of the two. It was with James Garden. And he became the sheriff of a town. And this town was just rebellious. I mean, they're shooting guns and, you know, fighting. There's fighting. And so he gets this guy and he puts him in a cell. But the cell didn't have a door. So the guy could just walk out. So what he does is he takes some red paint and drips it right in front of the doorway. And the guy, when the guy comes in, he says, well, what's that? He says, that's the first guy that w tried to get out. <laughs> so you mean you shot him? He says, that's right. He got out. So you stay behind that, inside that cell. The guy stayed behind the cell all through the, all through the movie. I mean, he, he, his dad comes to the back of the jail wall. I'm not getting you to support your local sheriff. Anyway, he goes back to that uh, the cell jail uh, window, and his dad says, what, what's wrong with you? The door, cell's open. He says, I can't, I can't. That's what the devil is telling us. You can't. You can't get away. He says, you can't get, it's only up here. Up here in your mind that you can't get away. But it, the Lord says, he has delivered us. We don't have to fall for the devil any longer. You find out what God tells you, and we can rejoice. I can dance out of that cell. I'm, I'm free. And then I'm not going to be, you know, into that bondage anymore. He says, I'm going, as long as you are with me, you're going to be cleaned up. You're going to be prosperous. And you're my, my child forever. Amen. God doesn't save you to put you on a, a, as a slave. He makes you a son and daughter. Amen. Just, just, oh, just holds you and says, I'm so glad you're with me. Now here's what I want you to do. He said, what do you want you to do? Oh, I want you to read my word and find out who you are and begin to apply yourself to it. See yourself that way. And then, then it, the, words, uh, the book says, if you look into, into the God's word, it's like a mirror. So you're looking in that mirror and say, oh, there's something wrong. The word says, there's, I can't do this. Am I doing Oh, yeah, I've got to clear that up. I've got to remove it. I got, the word is telling me I've got to clean this area up in my life. So we need to get in front of that mirror. I don't know if my hair is up on that one. Did it come back up? The left side of my hair was going like this. I was, I had, it was a punk rock style. <laughs> <laughs> Next week it won't be that way, but... You know. But you look in the mirror and say, oh my gosh, that, that's wrong. That needs to be corrected. <laughs> so we go to the Word and we say, okay, I've got to do it. I've got to comb this out or I've got to remove that. I bet each and every one of you this morning looked in the mirror. Oh, I've got to fix this. Oh, my lipstick's wrong, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> Amen. You, you want to be presentable. That's what, what the Word of God, as you read God's Word, it says, I have to be presentable. And this is what He wants me to look like. This is what He wants me to do. And as we begin to follow His line of direction, we become just like He. He says, we can be just like Jesus, the firstborn. I don't know what my number is. I don't know what your number is. But we're just like Jesus. And Jesus is, well, boy, often. And Jesus, how he grew is through the word. He listened. He said, I only do what my father tells me. What did the father tell him? He had to find out what the father was telling him. And then he had to correct things. Well, I don't know if Jesus had to correct anything, but, you know, there's certain areas that we need to correct. You know? <laughs> As you read the word, you find out there's more correction sometimes. Than, but it's good correction because when you do those corrections, blessings come. So I say, ah, I don't like doing that.
You know, there's some success stories right, right, right around you. There's some great success stories. And some of us don't even recognize, you know, how'd you get that? Well, you know, I just, just followed God's word and I couldn't get that before, but now I can get it. Well, how'd you do that? Well, I just, you know, I'm doing what God told me. Some of you are going to, your, your level is going up. It says from glory to glory, he's changing you. You're going to be at the top of where you want, at the top where you think you're going to be. He's going to give you above and beyond. Sometimes we slip up and sometimes people don't see us in that position right away. And so they don't correspond to you that way. Say, so, well, you know, that's just Laurel, you know. But, some, but then all, all of a sudden the Lord says, yeah, forget about that. Angels, send her what she needs. Show her what she needs to do. There's success stories, and you can be a success story. You don't have to be average or mediocre any longer. We just need to take God's word and begin to run with it. He said, Paul says, don't look back, look forward. Your future is bright. You've got an eternity. A blessing. Oh, glory to God. I don't know how we got on that, but that's... Okay. You've been delivered from the power of the enemy. You've been anointed, in fact. Hey, that sounds good. You've been anointed. Amen. Not just the, you know, but you've been anointed to do things. That's why the enemy wants to stop you because you've got anointing. But he can't stop you any longer because he has no more legal rights to you. You've been bought with a price. What he does is try to Convince you otherwise. You know, deceive you. John 10.10. 10, the thief comes to what? Kill, steal, and destroy. Some of us are letting him steal a lot. Say, so he's not going to kill me, but he's sure stealing from you. He's destroying your life because we're not giving in to God, okay? We need to understand what Jesus has done for us. He's given us life and life more abundantly. Are you having an abundant life? Amen. Above and beyond what you think? God wants to go further than what you think. Wow. Okay, let's go to the book of Mark. Another familiar chapter or book. That's book of Mark chapter 4. And chapter 4 talks about the sower and the seed. It's a parable of the sower and the seed. Um, in this chapter, all seeds produce. All seeds produce when they are planted. Uh, if we had some uh, seeds here, if, if we had an apple seed, what, what is it going to produce? If you plant it, apples. Orange, orange tree, watermelon seed, tomatoes. No, it's going to, what? It's going to, the seed's going to produce after its kind. So God has given us the ability to take seed and produce in our lives. What you do with that seed, you know, the far, a farmer may have, uh, let's say, an acre of land to start off with. You have an acre of land, and you go down there, and you get your seed. And it's planting time, but you said, well, I don't want to waste my seed. I just wait and just leave it in the sack. And you water the ground out there, and you tend the ground, but you never plant the seed. What, what, what are you going to get? <laughs> Weeds, more likely. But you're not going to get what you want. You have to plant seed. Our life is a seed. We have to plant our, our life into something for it to produce a harvest for us. 
Amen? Okay. Seeds produce. So if we take and sow the seeds of the word into our heart, it says, faith cometh by hearing, Romans 10, 17. We just read it earlier. Romans 10, 10, 17. If we take that seed, the word, and sow it into our hearts, it will produce more faith. As you hear the word, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word. So as we produce, as you read the word, it produces more seed within you. Okay? If faith in our heart produces more faith, what happens if you allow fear or doubt or failure to come into your heart? What is it going to produce? Because they are also seeds. Fear, doubt, and unbelief. Those are seeds. If we allow those to come into our heart, they will produce. And unfortunately, if you've ever tried to grow a garden, and you plant, you know, you, you get your land all, you know, your, your little garden together, you, you remove all the, all the weeds up, you, you plow it up real good, you know, and you water, and then you get your seed, and you put, put your seeds in there. And you begin to water that seed. What happens? Pretty soon, in a few days, they start to germinate and they start to come up. You got a little tiny seed there. You got another. All of a sudden, I didn't plant that. I didn't plant that. And they're growing faster than my seed. What is it? The weeds, the doubt, the fear, and unbelief will come up with your plant. What do you have to do? In order to save your plant, you, what does the farmer do? I mean, uh, when I was a young kid, young man, uh, my jobs were I worked in the field. I know what, I hoed, I hoed beans, I harvest lettuce, uh, celery, artichokes, what else do I do? Strawberries. So I know what it is out there. I mean, I understand the field worker. And at the, t- at the time, this is where it put me really date, the minimum wage was a dollar. I mean, if you got a dollar now, you're making some big money. But the farmer that I worked for, the owner I worked for, only made 80 cents. That's the only job I could get, so I worked for the 80 cents. Now, I don't know how he did it, but it, I don't know how I did it either. <laughs> but the seeds were planted. And when I went out there to Heartland, it's also grapes. And I went out there and started going through the, with the seeds coming up, there were those weeds. Those weeds had to be taken out. If those weeds would not be taken out, some of us have, have grown little gardens. If you didn't take out the weeds, what happened? They grew up bigger than your seed. The out, doubt and belief will choke your, it says, the word it says, it'll choke the word. It'll choke your seed. Don't let it happen. Don't let doubt and unbelief come into your heart with when you have God's word in your heart because God's word is going to produce the devil's word is going to produce the doubt and unbelief. You've got to throw what's good. What's, what's the deal for computers? Um, take in the good and throw out the bad or whatever it is. Garbage in, garbage out. Now, some of us, I happen to have a computer that went wild on me. I don't know what I did wrong with it. I'm not getting my, I'm not getting my harvest out of it anymore. I'm having someone look at it. <laughs> don't laugh. That's hard. To have your, have your seed or your harvest ready to come up and you can't get it out? That's devastating. So you get the proper farm worker out there, or the, the te- technician, okay? And I believe my technicians will have the mind of Christ to get, get me back on, on course. I know this is going all over the place, and we're going to go, oh, have to hurry. Okay, don't allow the, allow the seeds of doubt and unbelief to settle in your heart. They will produce a bad crop, Okay. Thoughts of fear and failure don't just happen. They're placed there by the enemy. 
They're placed, those, those thoughts are placed by the enemy. He comes in by you seeing something, hearing something, touching something, smelling something, or tasting something. He comes in through the five full uh, senses that we have. And we operate most, a lot of it, because that's, we're geared to the, the body. We need to be geared to the spirit of things because that's where faith comes. Amen? Okay. We shouldn't accept those bad roots or bad thoughts. Unless you stop and deal with those thoughts, you will begin to dwell on them. Oh, I don't think I can do this. Oh, I'm a failure. I, I never could do this. I never will. That's what... You know, most, most inventors, uh, they say that uh, Graham Bell, trying to make electricity, he tried, or it was Edison, one of the two, tried to, tried to make electricity or, or the light bulb, and he failed. Not just one time, not but two times. I think it, he failed over, over a thousand times. But he didn't stop. Because he had the vision within him. You have to keep the vision within because the enemy is going to try to trip you up every time. You have to use your failures as stepping stones. Okay, I'm not going to do that again. I'll, I'm not going to do that again. I won't do that again. Oh, finally, I find the right one. And that's how it's going to happen. Once you find the right one, you're on your way to success. But you've got to, don't fall for it. You're never going to make anything out of yourself. Because God says, I've already blessed you. You're my child. I made you a success. You will be a success as you follow my plans. Jeremiah 29, 11. I believe it was that. That he's made, he's got plans for your life to reward you. Why not follow God's plans and get the reward? Why try, you know, we've all tried our own and some of the rewards aren't, aren't rewards. Okay. Remember this, the thought of failure always comes before failure. The thought of failure always comes before failure. I don't know if I'm going to do that. The thought of fear becomes, comes before it actually comes. You fear, oh yeah, I'm going to take that test. I'm you have a fear of the test before you even take the test. Oh, I don't know if I can drive this thing. That's a fear. The thought of doubt comes to you. Oh, well... Um, you know, I'm not the best in my class. Uh, you know, I've always been at the low end of my class. Uh, if it were, they were grading me, I'd get a D minus or F. Um, and so you begin to speak those things out. You speak out what de the devil wants you to think because he doesn't want you to succeed. Kick those things out. Um, I've told you about the, the individual that uh, he was in school uh, and he was failing all the time. And unfortunately, his older sisters did well in school. So when he came up to a teacher that his sisters had, oh, you're going to do so well, Johnny. And he would fail. And he always thought, I'm a failure. You know, I'm following my sister. I'm, gonna, I'm a failure. And he began to speak it out. You can't speak that out. Someone told him if you, if you would look, he look, began to read God's word. And he said, look in the book of Proverbs because that, the book of Proverbs is wisdom. So he began to read the book of Proverbs, begin to do as uh, Joshua 1.8 says, he began to meditate upon God's word more than he did his schoolwork. And things begin to change. Because when you make God your priority, he's going to have to give you areas where you need to, to accelerate in. He's going to push you further into that 
that dimension to work right. So some of us need to start pushing a little bit more to get those blessings. And forget about the bad stuff. Okay. Don't listen to thoughts which are contrary to God's word. That is more than enough reason to want to know that you need God's truth. Get rid of all the thoughts of the enemy. The more you give place uh, thoughts in it, the more thoughts he will send your way. The more you give way to God uh, to the enemy, he's going to send more thoughts your way. How how many of you recall? I don't want to put that. I can recall. I'll put this. I recall going to school. That was over sixty years ago. And some of the things that, that that was taught and I didn't catch on. And so when I got behind in classes, you know, you're a big dummy. Go sit over there. Dave, you sit over there. Put that cap on. We'll get to you later. You know. And as a student or as a young child, you begin to believe it. Some parents... I hate to say it, some parents do the same thing. You're, not, you're going to grow up and be a dummy. Jeff, you're going to be a dummy. You, you, you can't get nothing right. I tell you how to do it, you can't get nothing right. There's no praise. God, in, in God's word, he says, I made you good. I made you perfect. All, all you have to do is follow my word. You may slip up at, at times, but hey, You'll get over it and you'll improve. You'll go from glory to glory, not from from the head down to the toe, down to the bottom of the foot. But you're the, he's progressing you. As you read God's word, you progress. You don't go down. So continue to read God's word and progress. Maybe you won't understand it the first time around. You may not understand it the second time around. You may not understand for a year. But it's a progression. All of a sudden you might be reading it a year later. Oh, I find out what it, this is what it means. I, I've been doing it. I see God's blessing on me. We need to come alive. Amen? Okay, James chapter... Did we get there? I don't think so. James chapter... Oops. James chapter 3. Look at verse, James chapter 3, looking at verse, beginning of verse 15. This wisdom, the descent is not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envy, strife, there is confusion, every evil work. We don't want that in our lives. You don't want to hear wrong things. You want to come up. Verse 17, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. From the Amplified, but the wisdom from above is first pure, undefiled, then it is peace-loving, courteous, considerate, gentle. It is the will, willing to yield to reason, full of compassion, full of uh, compassion and good fruits. It is wholehearted and straightforward, impartial and unframed, free from doubts, Wavering and insincerity. This is what the word of God is. You don't have to doubt. It's, it's there to put, you, put us over. You need to dance. Shout. Okay, like the farmer, we need to get up and dig out the weeds before they begin to grow and, and produce. Tear them out by the roots. Don't let anything remain that, that will smother you or overtake you. Uh, familiar scripture, second, second Corinthians chapter ten. Anybody? Second Corinthians, looking at chapter ten. Oh. Second 
2 Corinthians chapter 10, looking at verse 4 and 5. For the weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but mighty through, the, through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. So there's a, strong, a stronghold in our life. We can pull it down through the Word of God. Verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing which exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity, captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. From the Amplified, verse 5, inasmuch we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself against the true knowledge of God and we lead every thought and purpose away captive to the obedience of Christ. In other words, don't let, let the enemy get a hold of your mind. Toss it away. Let, let God's word capture it. Amen? So, so we are instructed to... to Lay hold of the, uh, the enemy's words and destroy them. Amen. We need to take over. Again, take over. In order to, to capture the things, you have to be strong and powerful. And we are. That's why the devil runs from you when you, when, uh, when you resist him. Yet, uh, so many Christians try to do it on their own. Oh, I can do that. John 15. The book of John, chapter 15. In John, chapter 15. We're getting close. Look at verse 5. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. So we need to just hold on to God. Hold on to Jesus. Without him we can't do anything. So we need to recognize that we need to follow through on, on what he tells us. Listen, he, he tells that we're going to win if we be with him. It's one thing to know that you're, going, that you're going to win, and it's quite another thing to know that you have won. You've won. You're not going to win. You've won. Tell the devil that. You've won. Okay, go back to Colossians. Colossians chapter 1 once again. And we're getting close to the end here. Colossians chapter 1. Look at verse 13 again. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness, who hath translated unto unto the kingdom of his dear son. We must understand who has the power. God has the power who hath delivered us. We have been delivered, set free. Where are you free from? Darkness. The power of darkness. The enemy that has power of sin, sickness, poverty, fear, and confusion, just, these are just to mention a few, has lost out. In, in uh, the book of Daniel 11.32, it says, The people that know their God shall do exploits. The people that know their God, the people that know the word, I'll put it that way, shall do exploits. Amen. It's time to step up and step out. God says you can do exploits. It's time to step up and step out. God has delivered us. The enemy cannot do anything to you unless you let him. Okay? For God's people to fail means that uh, we are ignorant of his word or we just plain reject it. God has done something Already. He's not going to do it. It's done. Amen. You're no longer babes. You don't need to be, you know, fed with the bottle. Most of you are, 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 have been in the Lord and you need to wake up to it. Find out what it says. We need to renew our mind to the word of God to be successful, glory. All power and authority 
uh, you, will, you will ever need to deal with the enemy is in the Word of God. The Word needs to be in our heart and in our mouth constantly, day and night. Remind the enemy that you're the winner and he's the loser. You tell him, I know know where you're going. I know your end and I know my end. Your end is in the depths of hell. Mine's in the presence of God. No matter what the enemy tries to hinge you with, it's destined to fail when we proclaim God's word over his lies each and every time. So you need to, when, when something comes up against you that's, that's wrong, proclaim it to be wrong. God says this of me. I'm an overcomer. I do great and mighty exploits. Makes no difference where you encounter the enemy. When you know that uh, know in your heart that you have already won, you can resist the enemy because you're victorious. Amen. Ah, that's nothing, Lord, uh, devil, get away from me. He has run. Um, pretty close to the last here. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, Old Testament. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 54, Isaiah chapter 54, and looking at verse 17. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17 says, No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment shall be condemned. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. From the Amplified But no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, and in every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the saints, servants of of the Lord, those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord is reproduced. Hear that? You're a reproduction. This This is the righteousness or the vindication of which they obtain from me, this is that which I impart to them as a justification, says the Lord. Glory to God. That says you went to war and you got all the campaign ribbons. This means that when you went to war in the old days, you get the booty. All the stuff that the enemy had, it's back. It comes to you. Well, think about it. What we need to do is to be bold and act on the word of God. Let the enemy know. You know he's a liar and a deceiver and he can't touch you any longer. Glory to God. Psalms 119. We're getting ready to close off. Psalms 119. Oops, wrong direction. Psalms 119. That short chapter that all of us like to read. Psalms 119. Look at verse 89. Psalms 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. The word is settled. What God said over you, it's settled. Before you can cast down the lie, you have to know the truth. The word settles it. Hebrews chapter 11. I know we got you going real good here from old to new, but Hebrews chapter 11. I got one other scripture after this one. Hebrews chapter 11, looking at verse 6. But without faith, that's Hebrews eleven six. 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he cometh 
to God must have must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We need to look into the word diligently day and night, meditate day and night, and we will be rewarded. God is the rewarder. He sees what you're doing. He's going to bless you. Covenant blessings will come your way. Find promises that, that will affect you. Believe them and it'll come to pass. But you've got to keep that word before us all the time. Okay? God's reward. Let God's word be the lasting thing that motivates your actions. According to the word of God, you have already won. Even in the battle of the mind. It's time to take over. Again, Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. We've looked at it a number of times. Who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into, into the kingdom of his dear son. It's a done deal. You need to rejoice and be glad. Amen. Shout for joy. It's time to take over and make plans to succeed. Take over and make plans to succeed because your mind is renewed by God's word. Amen. Glory to God. We need to come alive. Oh. That's the first sermon. We are now at 11 o'clock. <laughs> and we can start on the second one. Are you ready? Uh, well, we won't do that to you. We've got to come alive. We've got to take over. So I like to have every head bowed and every eye closed. We've talked about takeover and renewing our mind. And that's the greatest blessing that, that, has, that we can ever have is receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as a personal Savior. And as we receive him, greater blessings come to us. I know each and every one of us at, at times find it difficult to follow God's word, but today is a day of renewal. So if there's anyone here that uh, wants to make that recommitment, make a recommitment to the Lord, just raise your hand. We'd like to pray with you. I see those hands. Thank you, Lord. God saw, saw those hands. He sees the tenderness of your heart. And just like we said, he's not going to let those things go past, but he wants to bless you. So let's everyone pray this prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word and that which Jesus has done for us. We thank you, Lord, that we take Jesus as our Savior and Lord. Now, Father God, I thank you that covenant blessings, all 7,000 of them, are mine. And I thank you, Lord, the enemy has no longer right to interfere in my life. We praise you and we thank you that this is the day that you have made and salvation is mine. In Jesus' name, amen. One other thing, anybody need prayer this morning? All of you? Oh, well, come up if you need prayer. We'll pray with you. <laughs>